Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. Now, these 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married 26 years and have four almost grown children together. We've both been in Christian leadership for almost 30 years now. I've been a pastor, you've been a pastor, and we've both been student pastors. And I lead right now a nonprofit organization that does outreach to people experiencing homelessness. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to find more intimacy and authenticity in your own relationships. Let's dive in. Well, hello. Welcome to 36 Questions. <laughs> we are glad to have you back for episode nine. Is it nine? Yeah, it's question number nine. Wow. It's taking us forever <laughs> to get to nine. Well, we're not in any rush and we're not getting paid. <laughs> That's so true. It's just for the joy of it. Okay. So what we decided to do today is we wanted to prove to you that we really, really, really don't prepare at all. And we don't even look at the questions. Because so we know way. that's a huge need for people to know we don't prepare. <laughs> people want to know. They demand to know. Well, in case this quality isn't up to par for you, you can understand that we literally just hit record and start going. Oh, so we're justifying our poor quality. I get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's but funny. We haven't even seen the question. Sometimes nope. we glance at it before we hit record, but we haven't even seen it at all nope. to think about it. So... Uh, why don't you look it up and okay. tell us what we've got yes, today. Yes, I've got it ready to, uh, I have to scroll to it and here it is. Question number nine of 36 questions. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Hmm, most grateful. Gosh, there's so many things I'm grateful for. Yeah, me too. I mean, the first thing I think of, and I know this sounds super cheesy, um, as I think of you, because I'm so grateful for you for huge things and little things for the littlest thing you do, like taking out the garbage every day, which I really, really, really don't want to do. And you just do it. No one has to ask you even, and you don't ask for any credit or say, I just took out the garbage. You just take care of it. Although I'm getting credit right now on this podcast, which... <laughs> I'm so thankful. So um, to to even, you know, other things like sending me a loving text or checking on me or caring about me, making sure I'm feeling okay, um, asking my opinion about things, like just the littlest things that you do throughout every day. I'm just so grateful for it. And I could say big things, like I'm grateful that you're a man of God. I'm grateful that you're, you're I think you're handsome and cute. I'm grateful for all those good looks, Uh, (laughs) but I'm especially grateful, especially, not X, right? Especially, Mm -hmm. especially grateful for all the tiny little things you do every day um, over the long term. So little things are big things. Yeah, yeah. they're huge. The little things are huge. 
Mm. And the huge things that don't must, matter so much. The little things must be your love language. I don't know. Are the little things your love language too? I guess so. I like it when you make me dinner and I eat it. <laughs> Appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Little things are big. I think that's interesting because with a lot of relationships, I think that's where people mess it up sometimes is that they have the big things covered, but they let the little things slide. Mm, the devil is in the details. Yeah. Like, you know, kissing each other regularly throughout the day and holding hands, saying encouraging words, doing little special things for each other, just being caring, um, being uh, soft and sweet. That's <laughs> what you say you want me to do or for you, um, being helpful, just these little things. I think a lot of relationships, they stop doing those soft, sweet, helpful, kind things throughout the day. And it's a big deal to not do those things. I think it destroys relationships. And maybe not even just with the marriage. I think if we think about relationships with our parents or our kids or our friends, if we don't do the little things that are kind and encouraging and nice, that's kind of a big deal that we're not doing that. And I feel like I've been a failure in that way in a lot of my other relationships. I have, maybe I do the big things like remember a birthday or I don't know, whatever the big thing would be. Whenever Calling I, it Christmas time. Yeah, I'm nice to them when I see them. But it's the little things that I think make relationships so sweet. What do you think? What was the question again? You could answer. Um, the question was, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Hmm. That's easy. It's coffee. <laughs> Just kidding. I was staring into your eyes as I said that. <laughs> Although I am grateful for coffee. You do have a coffee addiction. Excuse me? I don't think you can go one day without coffee. Have you gone Why one day wanna? without coffee? Ever? I wouldn't want to go one day without your love. Why would I want to go one day without coffee? And it's not just the funny thing about your coffee habit yes. is it's on a clock. Yes. Like a certain time in the morning, you wake up, you go down, you have your cup of coffee. Yes. And every day at two o'clock sharp, mm. you have your coffee. And if it's 2.30, it's too late and you're kind of cranky. If it's 1.30, you're like, ah, it's too early. But maybe I'll start early. <laughs> it's happened before. Oh no, I do, I do appreciate coffee. I'm grateful. Oh, you do. <laughs> I remember before, we didn't drink coffee before we lived in California. I know. It's Pastor Harold's Northern fault. California. And Carolyn Botts. They were our pastors at New Life Church where we worked in uh, south of San Francisco in California. And they were so sweet to have us over to their home all the time because we had no family in California. Well, none in Northern California. And we'd go over there and they had coffee religiously. And we'd never had it before then. And they just got us hooked. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's the best. Um, okay. Um, so what are you most grateful for besides coffee? Okay. Well, I'll give a most recent grateful thing it's okay. big all right it's a big one i'm grateful to have a new son oh yeah we are that's the best yeah 
son-in-law, but we'll call him son. And uh, He's been our, our son for seven days. Yes, and it's been a great seven days. And I didn't give birth recently. I'm too old. I'm 45. But... Our daughter, River, got married to Jabez Yo. Not Jabez. This is the book of Jabez. Uh, <laughs> Jabez Yo. So now our daughter's name is River Yo, which is the coolest name ever. It is cool because she's she was like, my name's River Yo, you know, and she kind of like throws her hands up with the, the two fingers kind of to the side. She's a gangster. Gangster. <laughs> yeah. So I'm grateful to have a new family member um, that I like so much. That is an awesome guy. Such a great guy. He's a fun guy. So I love his laugh. Yeah. Great laugh. Uh, he's got a lot going for him. He's so. competitive at board games. Very. <laughs> um but just a man of God, you know. Yeah, he loves and, the uh, Lord. He has a similar calling to River. They both really feel called to missions, to world missions. Yeah. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, just a great guy. He's originally born in Singapore, but was raised in Vancouver, Canada, and then went to college at the University of Pennsylvania at um, in Philly, where my family's from, which makes him an Eagles fan. So that's big you know he's immediately accepted because of his uh his allegiance with the eagles football team i really couldn't comment on that (laughs) don't watch sports can't relate to that part but i think he's an awesome guy and it was an amazing wedding last saturday a week from today yeah it was a great wedding you know i it was it was tough leading up to it because there were so many details and stress but the day before and the day of was just dreamy, awesome. And I remember when River came to us and she said uh, that we're, we're, she wanted to do a parade after the wedding. And I was like, roll my eyes. A parade? What are you talking yeah, about? I, I thought it sounded like, a little silly. I thought marching down the street. Like, what are you talking about? And uh, But then she explained it and said that in Grandma Velda's uh, room, her great-grandmother's room, there's this painting called I think it's called a wedding procession or something like that and it's this couple back in maybe the 1800s that got married in either Ireland or England and they're walking through the village after the wedding him and his top hat and her and her gown and lots of people are cheering and waving as they walk Mm. through the village and uh, so she grew up seeing that painting from the time she was born and so she wanted to live out that dream at the wedding and so after the wedding um she had her brother connor and both brothers connor and corbin playing drums she had a friend playing the fiddle uh she had a friend playing a guitar and she had seven flower girls seven flower girls which were all adorable (laughs) and we marched around the outside of new providence presbyterian church a fantastic beautiful church in our area and i thought it was really special yeah, actually, that was like a highlight of the day. So what we thought was silly, River was right. <laughs> River was right. She nailed it. It was great. Ribbons uh, flying in the now air. Now that you mention that painting, I remember that in The Godfather, uh, after uh, Michael Corleone gets married in Italy, they had a procession. They walked mm. out down the street, and there was some band playing. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot. So I think that was maybe a cultural thing in Europe. I guess so. So we're bringing it back. Yeah. Back in You're style. Italian, so, you know, <laughs> just like Michael Corleone. 
I'm only half Italian, but yeah. Kind of explains a lot. <laughs> so every uh, every podcast episode, we do a book of the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. So now it's time to have our our endorsement, our suggestion for a great book. Here it is. The book I want to recommend has to do actually with married couples, which is a lot of what this podcast is about. And it's called The Marriage Journal by Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. Isn't this the couple that was on that show, Little People, Big World? Yeah, but not they, he's not a little person. His brother is, and his right. parents are little people. Yes. But he's normal height. Right. And he married a normal height woman named Audrey, who has beautiful I red think hair that I'm very jealous average, of. average, not normal. <laughs> okay, yeah. Average height. Average, not normal. You're right. Yes. Average, with beautiful hair. I've even watched her YouTube tutorial on her how hair to fix is above curly average, hair. Too. <laughs> her hair is above average. <laughs> In fact, they have a podcast um, called is it called behind the scenes yes behind the scenes I, I want to recommend their podcast because their their whole ministry is really to help um, especially millennials uh, mm-hmm. but married couples to connect and have a healthy marriage and so this book is something that you buy one and you do it together and it's a way to kind of open up the lines of communication with your spouse and it asks you questions about your week and good things and bad things. And it helps you to bring up things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily talk about. And I think it's very useful for, especially men um, who maybe are not really big on talking a lot, or maybe there's a woman who doesn't like to talk a lot, but it's, it's a great way for someone who's not a big talker. uh, Not that I would know anything about that Amen. To be able to express some of their feelings and thoughts that maybe they would just keep under the surface and not mention if they weren't asked. What's the name of the book? The Marriage Journal. Right. And the subtitle is Connect, Communicate, and Grow in Love. Yeah. So that's good. They also have a new book out called A Love Letter Life. I haven't read that one yet, but I'm planning on buying it because I think they do a really great job trying to encourage people to have healthy marriages. Mm. That's good. Yeah. There you go. You guys should check that out. And we didn't get paid to say that either. Nope. Never do. We never get paid. (laughs) How do we get paid to do this? That sounds cool. I think one of the things you and I have in common, and this was a question earlier on, is that we don't do anything because of money. (laughs) Ever. Why don't we do some things because of money? That sounds... Like it could be profitable. <laughs> Some people like make decisions like, oh, I'm going to do that because it'll make good money. We never have. That's just never been a value of ours for some reason. But I feel like we have more than enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, we're super blessed. <laughs> Live in America. I mean, we've suffered. I'm not going to lie. You know, especially early in our marriage. It was rough financially. But mm. I don't know. I think it was also kind of fun and exciting. So, you know, it's just who we are. We're not into money. But if anybody wants to send us money. <laughs> what? You're taking free money? <laughs> Feel free. You'll accept it? 
What are you going to do? Lots start of a startup bills. Kickstarter campaign? I'll be paying off. For send the next me money. No years. reason. Just send it. I'm, here's my goal. <laughs> Got to send our kids to college somehow. <laughs> They're all taking out loans, unfortunately. Dave Ramsey would be ashamed of us. But, Sorry, um, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. What can he do? Anyway, but uh, yeah. So there you go. That's your that's your recommend of the week. The uh, marriage journal. I thought we already went off of the book and we were talking. Yeah, we're talking, but usually we close it out. Oh, we're closing? Yeah. Okay, we're closing now. And then we'll talk about other stuff. All right, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were back before, but that's okay. Nope. Now we're officially back. This is it. For reals. Um... We're talking about gratitude. What's the thing in your life you're most grateful for? Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? I don't even remember now. Oh, I said one? coffee first. Oh, yeah. Coffee. It was a joke, but serious. And then you said something else, didn't you? My new son. Oh, yeah. Jabez. My new son-in-law. Right. And uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's so much, oh my gosh, to be grateful for in our lives. And um, you know what? I have another book I should have recommended oh. that's on this topic. <laughs> You blew it. I picked the wrong book. No, both books are really good, but I'm just going to throw it out there okay. as a little bonus. This book. was for free. It's a bonus. Um, Ann Voskamp has this book. Um, what's it called? It's about being thankful. Oh, 1000 gifts. I could not say. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I did it once with a ladies Bible study and you're supposed to get a little journal and write down something you're thankful for every day. Until you get to a thousand. All right. And so Anne Voskamp, the way she writes is very euphoric, like poetic, Oh, just so poetic. Like the leaves are sun kissed as the breeze whispers on the edge. That does not sound like my kind of book. I know me either generally, but she is a wonderful writer. And so when you apply those concepts to gratitude, I wanted to do that in my little journal. So when I did my journal, I was like, I'm thankful for the sparkling patio lights that hang from the barn at night on summer evenings or you know yeah, like I've seen your gratitude journal <laughs> yeah it makes it more interesting right that I wrote kind of you know and Voss campy well I just thought it was cool that you were writing down on one page this little journal just something different in every page for what you're grateful for because we're just I don't know we're programmed to be in our society, pretty negative and complaining and first world problems, you right, know, everything. Right. And, um, you know, it's been proven that one way to be mentally healthy mm-hmm. is to uh, count your blessings, to be grateful, to be gracious, you know, for the good things in your life. Right. And the opposite is true. Uh, the less you are grateful for the good things in your life, the more unhealthy the more mentally you are. and depressed and right. negative and uh, it's a curse. It is. Yeah. So I. And isn't it interesting when you meet somebody, you almost can immediately tell within talking to them for one or two minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take which long. side they're on. <laughs> yeah. If they're on the nothing's good enough side, or they're on the God is so good and I'm so grateful side, right? Yeah. Although I've seen, you know, Christians do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To be very negative and yeah nothing's ever good enough right and um you know the interesting sad. thing about that is it's completely a choice you can completely 
totally, absolutely choose. I'm going to look at this and be thankful or I'm going to look at this and be ticked off. It's really a choice. And it's interesting because we have free will to choose how we are going to perceive a situation or what kind of attitude we're going to take. And so we have within our power the choice to really be joyful and happy and thankful or to be ticked off, annoyed and pissed off all the time. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people who are very irritable <laughs> and it doesn't take much to just boop. Like, Boom. It, yeah. It's like the littlest thing. I can't remember. And they're I, miserable. I can't miserable. remember if I've said this before on the podcast because I can't remember all the things I say all the times I say them. But one thing that stood out to me with my dad growing up mm-hmm. after he became a Christian is that if someone cut him off, I would freak out like, oh, my God, like you feel like your heart stops, like oh, I could have died. Right. Like it's like, oh, and and I it ang- immediately I'd be angry. Like, what is that guy doing? You know, it's unsafe. Could have killed us. My dad immediately would go into forgiveness mode and like blessing them. And, and I'd be like, what? How do you do that? And it would calm me down, too, because I was like, whoa, who does that? I mean, honestly, that's a normal reaction to get mad, right? Yeah. But he had this ability to not get enraged when someone almost killed him in the car. And mm. I, I've never forgotten that. It just stood out so strongly to me. Yeah, that is interesting. It's different. Most guys wouldn't say they do that. So that is sort of unique. They would give them the New Jersey state bird, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Not me, of course. But that's a good role model. He's a good role model in that. I feel like when people say something to me that's incredibly uh, hurtful or rude, I feel like my first reaction, instead of getting angry, is to laugh. Because I'm so surprised that they're so, can I say ballsy? (laughs) It's a word. Getting real on this podcast. That they would say something so offensive or hurtful or nasty. And instead of like it piercing my heart and making me want to cry and be hurt, I'm just like, wow, you are so gutsy. Like, I can't believe you said that or did that. Like, it just makes me want to laugh because I can't believe it. I'm not that I don't ever get offended. I'm sure I do. But my first reaction generally is to laugh when people, at least in my heart, maybe not to their face, because I don't want to make them really mad. Right. But when people act like that, I'm like, wow, this person (laughs) is way out there. And I feel sorry for them. I feel sad. It's kind of sad. Well, um, I know you don't like me talking about my work all the time, but I can't help but think about this guy. No, nope, can't talk about it. Well, I have to tell you. No, you're this, always talking about your work. Guy. This podcast is not about your work. I know, Everything else is in our life is applicable. about your work. Your t-shirt, it, it, right, you're wearing right now today. is your work t-shirt. It's my uniform. Well, it's just a guy I met last week or week before named Warren, and he lives on the streets, and... I saw Lauren Lee, one of our outreach leaders, mention he keeps a gratitude journal. And I didn't even know the guy, but that just crushed me. I don't know. I'm like, how do you keep that kind of attitude of gratefulness to God? And I met him. So then I met him and, I, and he, he showed me he had his Bible with him wrapped in a plastic bag tied to his belt. And I was just like, I don't know, there's something about that. He doesn't know how much he ministered to me through mm-hmm. indirectly through this woman, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I that just, if someone is homeless and they can be thankful and full of gratitude, how, why can we not? I always felt that way yeah. because I did missions yeah. at a young age. We went to mission trip to Mexico. 
was it is there a ska band that has a song mission trip to mexico i have no idea mission trip to mexico da, 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 yeah i don't da, know that da, one da. you don't know that ska Sounds band really song good. i could look it up all right well, well we'll message in if you know the band what's this the famous ska band from the 1990s supertones i think it was the supertones mm. mission trip to mexico look it up on your phone them. anyway i remember doing a mission trip to mexico as our kids have done and 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 you're there and you're around people who have nothing and they're happy. They're so happy and joyful and smiling and their teeth are white and shining and their eyes are sparkling and they have nothing. They don't have shoes and they're dancing and singing. And you're like, what the heck? Here we have everything and we just sit around and moan and complain. And it's just, I love how you say first world problems because it just helps to bring it all into perspective. Whatever it is we're complaining about. And we can say, oh, first world problems. You know what I do? The other day I was feeling a little down and for no reason. I was thinking about maybe something like medical debt or bills or something we all have. You know what I mean? Lots of. But if you focus on it, it becomes huge, right? If you think about it, oh man, how am I ever going to... You know, but then I was like, wait a second. I was like, what's my life about? Is it about those bills? 10 years from now, am I going to care about these bills? 20 years? Am I going to be in heaven thinking about these bills? When I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that's not what my life's about. Yeah. And we all have challenges, whether right. it's bills or debt or, I don't know, medical problems or something like that. And right. it just, I don't know. I just like kind of put my life into perspective again. And is like, I, I can't let these little molehills become mountains. It's just a waste of my energy. And right. it's, I've got to get, keep my eyes on, what matters is that I'm incredibly, incredibly blessed. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even if we lost half of what we have, we'd still be incredibly blessed. Yeah. So I feel like it's, it, you know, when you're not grateful and when you're upset over little things all the time, I feel like it's such a toxic yeah. way to live, not just for yourself, but everyone who's around you. It's like people who smoke. It They smell like... Mm. I mean, smell like smoke. They smell. And so no offense if you smoke, but just so you know, you smell because <laughs> my, I grew you up, stink. I grew up in the seventies. And so my parents smoked like Mine crazy <laughs> and that was normal. And I remember going to school and getting in trouble for smelling at smoke. They thought I'd been smoking, but it was my mother because she was a smoker. And I had to go to the principal's office for smoking because my clothes <laughs> smelled like smoke just because they were in the same house as her. Anyway, point being Thanks, Mom. people who are negative and complaining and selfish and upset all the time. Um, not not only are they unhappy themselves, but everyone who's around them, it's like they they smell it on you. And then even just from being by you or with you or in the same house as you, they smell of it too. It's just so toxic. And so I believe it can go both ways. I mean, mm. our positivity and our encouragement can light someone's day up. It makes someone feel amazing all day long by one nice thing we say to them. Or it can destroy them for that day or for that year, depending on how impactful your words are. And I think one of the things I learned as I got older is I realized my words have huge impact Mm. on the people around me. And I think people who are married or who are in relationship need to realize that maybe you're just mouthing off because you're ticked off or tired or cranky or hungry or whatever, but your words are like daggers stabbing into someone's wound and wounding them maybe permanently in a way that you never know. And I have to say, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but I just want to look at you and say (laughs) that with you, I know 
that I said things that were hurtful towards you. And at the time, I didn't even consider that it was hurting you because you didn't respond. You didn't show me you were hurt. You just kind of shut down. And so I just assumed you weren't hearing me. So I would do it over and over and over again, being hurtful towards you with my words, not being grateful for you, but being angry and upset with you. And I, I, I don't know how you survived it. I'm very tough. <laughs> <laughs> it took years for me to realize to stop doing that, that that was really wrong and abusive, right? Verbally abusive. Yeah. I think. Well. I mean, I think we're all verbally abusive towards each other at times. Yeah. That's, but that's marriage in a nutshell. I know, but I don't <laughs> think we do it anymore much not often (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's um it's something and you know if you grow up if you mature if you keep your eyes on jesus i believe that you you know you're accountable and you you care about doing what's right Mm. and not just train wrecking and destroying your marriage and just letting out all this toxic energy, like you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, or to everybody around you. It's like, wait a second, I'm supposed to be a light. <laughs> I'm supposed yeah. to be lifting people up and honoring them and humbling myself. And I'm supposed to be like Jesus. Um, and so over time, hopefully we grow through our mistakes like you did, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, cause we can change. We totally can change. Yeah. And I feel like that's the lie of people who get divorced. They think they will never change. Yeah. Well, that's when you demonize people yeah. and you just put them in a box. And, and once you demonize somebody, up. anything you say about them or do towards them is justified because the other person is evil in your eyes. And so I think looking at people that way is, it can be very destructive and toxic to ourselves and our relationships. Yeah, that's tough stuff. Yeah. By the way, that group that's saying mission trip to Mexico is called Bob, which stood for a bunch of believers. <laughs> and they were a band, I believe, from Pennsylvania that never made it big. I don't think they ever got signed, but we booked them to open for the Insiders, which was a signed ska band that played when we were a youth group. Oh, youth we were pastors. youth pastors. Yeah. We used to have a teen club and cafe, an outdoor skate park venue, and we had ska concert yeah and bob was a good ska band i remember they played the star wars theme on their horns so the listener might not know what ska music is because it never made it really big maybe you should explain this type of that's why google exists tracy so people can learn things uh yeah i'm I don't surprised know. it didn't get huge i thought it was, it was like be a really sped big. up reggae with horns that's how it's got is it's yeah. real high energy i don't know why it dropped off the scene i thought it was great well it's stuff. had its heyday in fact, I have to say, I think ska music is very, it's filled with gratitude because it's real upbeat. <laughs> it's very upbeat. It's very positive. It's yes. like the most positive music you can imagine. Yes, that is true. And Ma- so, maybe that's why it didn't keep going is because there's not a lot of dynamics. It's just all high and upbeat. You know what I mean? Yeah, it Whereas is all high and upbeat. They're, they're usually not doing, um, you know, like a uh, a soft, all right, now we're going to do a real soft... <laughs> It's slow jam. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. And I guess we can close with that and say, maybe what we need to do is have a ska gratitude attitude in our relationships and in our lives so that we can hum along as we dance to the song and to all of our 
corners of our world. How's that sound? Wow, that's deep. <laughs> Great way to wrap it all up in a nutshell. Yep. A Scott gratitude attitude. attitude. <laughs> yes. So maybe you need to, the listener, throw on some ska, maybe some super tones, some five iron frenzy, some insiders, or maybe the non-Christian versions of those. And um, I played some ska at my daughter's wedding. You know, so that you brought did? back. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I, I, I don't remember. Well, it was some swing kind of ska. It was very closely uh, related anyway. Oh, swing music. That's yeah. fun too. Yeah. So, well, as usual, it's been great. And uh, that was question number nine. Stay tuned next time for question number 10. Who knows what it will be about? Thanks for listening. See ya.